if you have the word of the Lord with me, turn to Ephesians chapter 1. So, we're going we're gonna to look at verses 3, 4, 5, and 6 today. Hopefully I can get through that. I've got a lot of things, God. I've got a lot of things, some things I want to read and everything. I'm trying to get a little bit larger bites of Ephesians, because I know in, in, chat, in verses 1 and 2, I really got deep into it, and I don't want us to, I don't want to overburden, and maybe that, that in our study of Ephesians, and that, that it, so as, so as uh, I don't get bored, you don't get bored. So trying to take a little bit deeper bite. So we're going to look at 3 through 6. Apostle Paul writing says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Now, I, I never really looked at it to see how many times, but uh, predestination, predestinated is in the Bible. I, I don't think it's, there's very many times that it's in there, the actual word predestinated. So it's awesome that we look in verse 5, and we'll get down to that later, but he has predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. And in verse 4, we can see it, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. So we can see that as we look at this, we can see God is involved very personally with this. It's not just a casual thing. He didn't say, well, I'll just hand this over to Jesus and let him deal with it and whatever. No, God has been an integral part of this wonderful plan of salvation for each and every one of his, his children. So, you know, as we look at verse 3, and it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And I, I wrote down some words as I was, I was looking at this. My wife was looking at me, and I, I did quite a bit of studying and, and going on with this. And just to let you know, kind of my thing is, when I look at it, I go through this, I, I write down notes and look at some things and what, I, and what I want to do, and then I get more into it, and I start really studying it out. And uh, sometimes I'll sit at the island, and I'll have, you know, Gill's commentary and, and uh, the concordance and a Bible, my Bible and notepad and everything all over the place. And as we look at this, so as I was doing it, it's a, in verse 3, I said, we as finite creatures are in no position, because it says that blessed be the God, to bless the infinite God of the heavens, for as there, is, there is none greater than God. And I think when we look at this, it's, it's to ascribe glory and honor to Him, to give thanks to Him, for his goodness and his blessings as we go on, that he has, he has blessed us. So we're praising God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who he has, he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings, blessings in heavenly places 
in Christ. And it's, it's just so awesome when we look, at, we look at God and what he does for us. Because in this, in this first chapter here, we see so many things then here that is really, you know, it, it's really ascribing it to God. Everything. We know that at this point in time, Jesus has died upon the cross. He's dead, buried, he's resurrected. He's sitting at the right hand of God the Father, and he's making intercession from us. And we can see in verse 3 it talks about it, and 2 it talks about it. And in verse 4 we look at it. It doesn't say it, Gary, but he's implying that as according as he. Who is he talking about, Sue, when he says he? He's talking about God. According as God hath chosen us in him. He's chosen us. Doesn't that make you feel good that we don't know why he chose us, but I guess we're really thankful that he, that he chooses us in him before the foundation of the world. Let's, let's just for a quick second turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. So 2 Corinthians chapter 1, we're going to look at 3 and 4. And here, the Apostle Paul, he's writing to the church at Corinth. And he says in verse 3, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted. Isn't it, when we look at this, we can see, it's just, blessed be the God, and we, we want to praise Him because He is what? He is the Father of mercies. His mercies are new every morning. His blessings are new. And the God of all comfort. I, I love it when when these writers put all inside there, because we know that it definitely means all. He is the God of all comfort. Isn't that wonderful when we can see that we can praise God because of the comfort and the mercies? And look at in verse 4. This is, these are some of the, the blessings that we get for being a child of God. Look at here in verse 4 when we read that he says he comforts us in all our tribulation. So he comforts us in all our tribulation. Trouble. Trouble. That he comforts us, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort or by the help wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God or have received that comfort from God, that help that we get of God. And we look at that and... See, one, these are what, this is one of the blessings. These are one of the things that we look at when we see that he's there for us, isn't he? he what has what is he, he told us? He says, I will never leave thee. I will never forsake thee. So we can know when he says that he's going to comfort us in all of our trials and troubles and our tribulation, that we can... We can fully understand that he is going to be with us and he is going to help us all the time. And it's not just that he's doing this for himself, but he's helping us that we can help others. 
So when we've went through a tribulation and he's comforted us, then we can be able to, what does he say? To comfort them which are in trouble. That are going, so going through those same tribulations that we are. By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. So we can see how good God is to us. And as I said, as we look at this, and I, then I wrote the thing that, to ascribe glory and honor to Him, to give thanks for Him for His goodness and blessings. You know, we need to realize how good God is to us. He is, he's good to us. We can see it in everything. You know, as we look at it and we see that he, how He brought Bill and Sue through having the COVID, it's, we can see that's how good God is to us, isn't he? To watch over us all the time. That's why that we can do these things and his goodness and his blessings. He blesses us all the time in, in different ways, in different things that God is good. You know, we come to God through Jesus Christ, who is our mediator. And that is so awesome because the Bible tells us no man can come unto the Father but through me. Now that's, that's pretty direct, isn't it? Then when he tells us that. Jesus Christ who is our mediator and this is who our blessings come from and we send praises to him. We praise him. We thank him. As Bill thanked God today. We need to do that all the time. Thank God for being so good unto us and blessing us all the time. You heard me say a lot of times when we have our prayer requests. Some, sometimes it's not about asking. Sometimes it's about giving thanks unto God. You know, do we, do we realize that how, how good it makes God feel when he sees us uh, praising his glorious name for the goodness that he's, he's been to each and every one of us, watching over us each and every day. He's, he's just so awesome for us. I, I, just, I just enjoy, I, you know, I, I know, I think Mabel asked Eli, he was supposed to give a speech at, at school, and I was, I was going to kind of tell Eli, well, you know, I, I, I failed English in my sophomore year, I think, Eli, that because uh, I couldn't give a speech, and I had to go to summer school to kind of recoup the the credits that I needed to graduate. And you would think that's pretty odd for someone who can now get up and and stand in front of either a, a, a few people or a lot of people and and preach and speak. And but it's uh, back then I guess I the Lord probably knew me. You know, Sue, do we realize it? When I realize it, look at back on that now, that even though I didn't know I was going to be a child of God, that he knew I was a child of God. Because we just read that he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, so he knew what I was. And so you think maybe he would have said, well, hey, I want to get Dave some good, good get up in front of strangers and talk, even though they were my classmates and whatever, but I couldn't do it. But here I am, and I'm only here by the grace of God to be able to, to speak about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I know people have went through similar things uh, such as this. Turn to 
James chapter 1. I want to read verses 12 through 17. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Now, we look, this is a little bit going into where uh, um, we looked at it in in 2 Corinthians. So, we're looking at this and we're seeing, you know, we talk about we're tempted and we through tribulation that endureth temptation for when he is tried, We go through the refiner's fire. We are tried. He shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. We can see a promise here, don't we? So he has promised us, promised to them that love him, those that have been chosen before the foundation of the world. For when he's retried and he has come through that fire, he shall receive the crown of life. That crown of life. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. See, we're, we're going to go through trials. We're going to go through tribulations. That I am assured of. But God is not going to tempt us. Because here, here is a promise. He's a promise that he says that God does not tempt any man. He, he will not do that. Not at all. But look at why. When are we tempted? It says but he's in verse 14, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. You know, some of us were in that, that state at one time. You don't have to turn back. I'm going to go back to chapter 2 of Ephesians. And, you know, it says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others." We talked about what? God is the the father of mercies. But God who is rich, what? In mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, 
See, we were dead in sins. Even when back when I was in high school, I didn't know he knew. But God was watching over us. Aren't you thankful for that? That even when we were dead in sins, he loved us. He loved us. He's quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. Look at what it says. When lust and enticed, and when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. We know the Bible teaches us what? For the wages of sin is death. Is death. And for a habitual sinner, that is the way it is. Do not err, my beloved brethren. This is the one place where I wanted to get down to. You know, when we were talking about this, every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God does not change his mind. God does not change his mind. There's no variableness to what God intends to happen. It was put, this plan was all put in place before the foundation of the world. And we can see as we are reading in the book of Revelation, he knows about the end of the world. He knows and he tells us what is going to happen. What is going to happen? I know some people are looking at it because I mean a lot of people think that it's it's the last times. We heard Leroy sat there, and he he thinks it's it's the last times. I'm not. I I don't know that. I know that the Bible tells us when these things come to pass, know that your redemption is nigh. So we really need to be watching. But you know, God is there for us. Every good gift, and every perfect gift. If it's coming down from Him, it's it's a perfect gift, isn't it? All the time, it's a perfect gift. For each and every one of us. You know, he, like I say, he's just so good unto us. Let's go back into Ephesians chapter 1 and looking at, at verse 4. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now I copied a couple of pages out of out of uh, Gill's, Gill's commentary about this. As we look at these things here, and uh, let me take it off. These are, it's weird I got it to look, read small words close, I can do this. He is, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. God is the author and giver of all blessings, and he blesses his people with them, as he is the God and Father of Christ, and he is their covenant God and Father in Christ, and he only can bless. If he blesses not, none can. And if he blesses, they are blessed indeed. When I read that, I thought, wow, if he blesses us, then we are blessed indeed. The us that are blessed are such who deserve, according to the tenor of the law, to be cursed, and are not all men, but some distinct from others, and who are before described as saints and faithful in Christ Jesus, 
and include both Jews and Gentiles who belong to the election of grace. And the blessings such are blessed with are spiritual, so-called to distinguish them from temporal blessings. The Jews have the like distinction of temporal blessings and spiritual blessings, which, got to go to the next page, which latter are solid, substantial, and lasting blessings, and which concern the good of the soul or spirit of man, and are agreeable to and desired by a spiritual man, and are applied by the Holy Spirit of God, and which are very comprehensive, these blessings, and take in all the fullness of grace in Christ, all the blessings and sure mercies of the everlasting covenant, all things pertaining to life and goodliness, such as justification, peace, pardon, adoption, sanctification, and eternal life. And with those, the saints are blessed in heavenly places. God that blesses them is in heaven, and so is Christ in whom they are blessed. And the completion of their blessedness will be in heaven, where their hope is laid up, you know, a crown of glory, and their inheritance is reserved, praise the Lord, and this phrase may denote the safety of them being out of the reach of any enemy, sin, Satan, or the world, to deprive them of them as well as the nature of them, for it may be read in heavenly things. And so distinguishes these blessings from such as are of an earthly kind and points at the original of them being such as descend from above. Remember what we just read. Descend from above, come down from heaven, and also the tendency of them which is to heaven, and being what give a right unto and a meetness for the kingdom of heaven, and these are they blessed with in Christ, as he is their head and representative, and as they are members in him and partakers of him, through whom and for whose sake they are conveyed unto them, and who himself is the sum and substance of them, which is our Lord God Almighty. Though I, I know that was a little probably rough there. There was a lot of things inside there. But we, we know that we receive all these blessings. Why? Because we have been chosen in Him before the foundation of the world. It intends an eternal election. An eternal election of particular persons to everlasting life and salvation. That's what he's talking about here. You know, and isn't it wonderful that he's chosen us in him? And it says that it's before the foundation of the world and that we, remember I, I one time when I preached on chapter 1, that I, I wrote down how many times it says us, we, are, And we can see here Paul again as that we should be holy and without blame before him in love and it's wonderful we see the apostle paul excuse me the apostle paul putting us together with him you know paul was a man just like we are yeah he was endued with from god and with jesus christ with a kind of unusual um, blessing not an unusual i guess but a, a great blessing that he was able to write all these epistles and everything, to all these churches and everything, to kind of just comfort us and to let us know what it is. We're, we're going to go through some, 
some verses here and, and look at this. Look at, at Luke chapter 1. You know, we look at this and how he's just been there for us, that we should be holy and without blame. I want to look at verse 34. I mean, I'm sorry, 74 and 75. That he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. Because he's chosen us in him. Before the foundation, that we should be holy and without blame. And here he's telling us that, that he would grant us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies. And I guess that's, that's we look at it, there's a lot of people that... Um, do not like Christians right now in the world and in the United States. But he's delivered us out of the hand of our enemies that we would serve him without fear. We know we're in a time and an age where I, I just said that our, it's not a popular thing to be a Christian, but we should not fear what man shall do unto us. Paul writes, I'm going to tell you who you should fear. Fear him which is able to destroy both body and soul in hell. So we need to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. All the days of our lives. I've heard some people lately talking about, you know, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time. All the days of our life. We don't know how many days. We don't know how many hours we have left. Or minutes. Or seconds. We don't know how long. We don't know how much longer any of us are going to live. But while we're here upon the earth, we need to serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness all of the days of our lives. Turn to Romans chapter 8. I just want to just do one thing here, and that's Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. We can see that call. It's talking about predestination. We know, and we know, there's, there's Paul again, and he's using the we. And we know that all things work together for good. All things. That means everything God can use and work it together for the good to them that love God. To them that love God. And he goes on and he qualifies it. You know, I've always said that, he, that, that 
Paul also adds a lot of qualifying statements. And it says here, then, to them who are the called according to his purpose. According to his purpose. You know, I'm going to get to verse 5, but he's predestinated us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. It's according to the good pleasure of God. And we see it here. He works all these things for our good all of the time. You know, we serve such an, such an awesome God. We really do. Turn to Second um, Peter chapter 1. We're going to read verses 2 through 4, 2 Peter, I'm sorry, 1 Peter, I'm in the wrong one myself, 1 Peter chapter 1. <clears throat> 2 through 4, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, and unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved excuse me, in heaven for you. You know, when we see this, we can see Peter, he starts out and he says, he's, he's talking to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Then he goes on and he says, elect, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. So he, he's writing, Peter's writing unto a certain group of people. The elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. You know, when we look at, at, at Peter here, and when we see how Paul, how he cared so much, both of them cared, cared so much for the saints of God, that it's, it's not just written, for the people back at that time. It was written for us also today as we read the Bible that we can see these things. And I guess raise our hands and just praise God for being so good unto us. Look at in verse 3. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to give Him all praise and glory and honor, which according to His so we know he's talking again, he's talking about God. According to his abundant mercy, hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. A lively hope, he's begotten us. We've been born again, right? Born again unto a lively hope. To an inheritance. To an inheritance incorruptible. That means which cannot decay, incorruptible and defiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. We have an inheritance. 
Because when we talked about back there, we've been adopted into his family, haven't we? So because we've been adopted into the family of God, we have an inheritance. An inheritance. It's an incorruptible inheritance. It cannot decay. It cannot be taken away from us. And undefiled, and that fadeth not away. It's reserved in heaven for you. According to this, we have a place. We have a reservation, don't we? That we, as children of God, are going to be in heaven with him. You know, when we look at this, we can see We look in here and we can see, you know, in verse 2, grace unto you. And in verse 3, our Lord Jesus Christ begotten us again. He's so good unto us, isn't he? God is really good. As we look at all these things, you know, and one of the things I wrote from this is, you know, We give praise and glory to God for He only is blessed of men by thy praising and glorifying Him. Glorifying Him. That He's so good unto us when we see these things and how good He is unto us. How many times do we we go to Him in prayer and just say, you know, thanks Lord for just being with me. Thank you for being there for me. I was going through a little bit of a rough time. Thank you for being there for me. So these are the things we need to look at to see what we need to do because God is so good unto us. One of the, thing, one of the reasons why we as brothers and sisters in Christ are put upon this earth is to praise His glorious name. That's one of our jobs as Christians is to praise His glorious name. Let's go down to verse 5. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His His will. (laughs) Predestination includes election, and reaches to all affairs and occurrences in the world. He's in control. He's in control. And he knows the things that God has set in motion. We're part of his family. He set these things in motion. So it includes all of this. It includes our election. And it looks at everything that is in this world. He allowed Joe Biden to be elected. Don't know why. But he did. He allowed that to happen. He allowed that to happen. He allows certain things to happen. He allows tribulations and trials to come into our lives. I don't know why he does that. Why did he, why did he allow uh, Satan to do what he did to Job? It was for us to read and look back at that and see how he was 
And so that we can look at that and say that we can be strong just like that. We can be strong through Jesus Christ because we put on that whole armor of God each and every day as we go out into the world. The elect, that's us, are what? Are appointed to adoption. To adoption. When he chose us in him, we look, we look at verse 4 and 5, we can kind of go, as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. The one thing he did, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us on the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So we as the elect, we are appointed to adoption to be part of that. So, and we know that there are people that in the future are, are going to know Jesus Christ, come to a saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And they have been chosen in him before the foundation of the world. And they have been predestinated to be adopted into the family of Jesus Christ. Isn't it awesome when we look? And I wrote here, we just read that a little bit. The inheritance they are adopted to is incorruptible and does not fade away. Isn't it awesome when you look at that and say, it's, it, it's God, it's God, isn't it? It's God, the Father, who takes us and brings us into his family. And when you're, you're taken like that and adopted into a family, you can never be taken out of that family. That's what's so awesome, isn't it? Verse 6, last verse. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. So, you know, there's so many people, some of these religions, they sit there and, well, if you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that's not what it says here, does it, Sue? It doesn't say that. He says, he. Who is the he he's talking about? God. He, to the praise of the glory of his grace, it's the grace of God, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. He's made us accepted in Jesus Christ. Isn't it awesome? I think it said, we should give praise to God for the glory of his grace in that he has predestinated us to the adoption of children and so we are accepted in him, Jesus Christ, by relation. Isn't that awesome? We are accepted in Jesus Christ by relation. We are brothers and sisters with Jesus Christ. Isn't it awesome when we realize that and we can say that we're part of his family? And because of being adopted into him, we can never be taken out of that family. It was pretty much in the Old Testament and that this happened. And when you were adopted into a family, you could never be taken out. Just like when he wrote the names in the Lamb's Book of Life. I don't know exactly, but I... I what I, what I like to think is that, and this is only Dave thinking, is that he, he wrote our names 
in the Lamb's Book of Life with something like a pen or indelible that could never be taken away. It's not like if you, you write something with uh, a pencil. It's been a while since I've been in school, so I don't know. They probably don't use pencils that much anymore. But if you made a mistake, you could always do what, Gary? You could always erase it and fix it. But because God is, he doesn't change his mind, why would he write it in pencil? That's why I believe it's in pen. Our names are not going to be taken out of the Lamb's Book of Life. And there are those of us that are brothers and sisters in Christ now, and there's ones that in the future... It might be our sons, it might be our daughters, whatever, that are going to come to a saving knowledge. They're going to hear that small voice and they're going to come and join the church and say, I want to be associated with Jesus Christ. And that you will be accepted in him (coughs) just like we were accepted in him also. Made accepted in the beloved I hope that what I've, what I've said is, 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 is going to kind of maybe comfort you a little bit to know the good things that God has in store for them that love him. I know we read through the Bible and we know and we understand that we've gained the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because it says that if your names are not written, our member now are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, at the end times, you're going to be cast into the lake of fire. So, let's be thankful for what the Lord does for us, for his goodness each and every day. And as we go through this uh, world in which we live today, that help us to continue, that he would help us to continue to do those things that are pleasing in his sight. I thank you for your kind attention this morning.